The following is a Cast Wave Studios production. The Internet, the final frontier. Well, hello, hello. Welcome to Boldly Going Nowhere. Tonight, we discuss a little bit of Kingdom Hearts and Pirates of Caribbean, how similar they are to the movies. Also, summer, speaking of movies, summer movies. We have Aquaman. We have Spider-Man 2, the third one. And uh, Ant-Man and the Wasp is coming out. A much-needed palate cleanser for uh, the depression that followed Avengers Infinity War. Also, it's boldly going nowhere. Hello, hello, and welcome to Boldly Going Nowhere. It is a podcast. You listen to it with your ears. Ears. Podcast. Listen. Yes. In that order. Yes. In that order. We are going into month two, Colinless. Um, I yeah, I, yeah. I think um, it's just a high. I will call it a col- the Colin, great Colin hiatus. Yeah. We are sans maple syrup in this. It's it's kind of it's oh my god hold on it's it's almost like the um the hundred episode filler of Naruto where like Sasuke was just going off fucking off doing whatever. <laughs> <laughs> and it's just like none of oh, it matters. But we'll just keep on with the show. Why not? Screw it. Uh, we have some very special guests with us today. Coming back from last week, we have Bo. Yo. And, and you brought a friend. Yes, we brought a friend. Yay! Say hi, Danica. Hi, Danica. What's up? <laughs> Very good. Here's a cookie. Um, <laughs> oh, don't, uh, don't get her started on that, please. <laughs> Have a cookie. Um, so, uh, Danica, yeah, if you want to tell the audience at home uh, just a little about yourself, just, you know, say hi. What's up, guys? I'm Danica. I am the House of Pain sassy referee. And awesome. Brian brought me in here just to see what it's all about. It yeah. seems like it's a lot of fun, so mm-hmm. hopefully I'll get to uh, join them in Bo a little bit more often. Yeah, that'd be cool. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, we're we're kind of on like the Tonight Show like reel of like you know every like Friday wild we... wild stuff. <laughs> wild is putting it. Very you are correct, sir. Bim shalabim. Bim shalabim. Where we just have like a special guest every like Friday or whatever. It's like whatever. It's just it, it's it. I'm okay with it because it's like it give call. It, we're giving Colin the summer off basically, and we're just gonna yeah. you know. He he's on vacation. He's yeah. sailing, I guess. Yep. He's finding himself. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, all right. So we have a lot on the docket tonight. Uh, Sean, what do you want to get into first, man? Um, I think um, Bo brought this to the table. Yes. Um, something um, about uh, Kingdom Hearts. Yes. So um, he he was mentioning, and uh, my roommates have actually talked about it as well. Just how insanely good the graphics are for Kingdom Hearts three. Um, I know at E three they actually debuted. Uh, Bo, if you want to take this after. They debuted some uh, images from uh, the Pirates of the Caribbean level, and my God, like, it's almost like there's no one Candy Valley. Like, it looks like it's a movie. Yeah, they they definitely stepped up on this one. I'm passing photo around on my phone right now. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it really looks like they jumped into the movie and just took snippets out, and that's what they ran with. Yeah. Like, somehow they reprocessed it to where you now have control of I mean, we know current generation consoles were going to be way ahead of what the PS2 was capable oh, yeah. of. But even the 2.5 remaster still didn't even get close to this. Oh, no. Yeah. Like, it, it's insane. Yeah, yeah I, mean, I was it's, you it's, were, I was looking at some of those screenshots, and especially Orlando Bloom's character is, like, just detailed. Just... It just they oh, yeah. got they the, got the it, costumes right and everything. So it, it's a lot of attention to detail now. Yeah. Uh, it's it, it's to the point where like because I know that like nowadays when you have new consoles coming out, especially with like the micro, the Xbox One X, and then like they've announced like another Xbox coming out and the PS5 is coming out in like two years. It's like how good can graphics actually get? And to be honest, it's like it's not so much like oh wow we can get into this really interesting spatial area now with graphics as much as it is like we can just really 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 finely detail stuff to the point where it almost looks like it's a real movie now and it's like 
it's kind of insane. Like we're just we're just slowly building on the small stuff, and it's 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 showing. The effort is showing. And now bear in mind, they've released this on real life, real action movies. We haven't seen anything from any of the actual like cartoony Disney levels yet. I I mean I think I think there was a little bit of Wreck It Ralph that was reve- yeah. revealed, but again, that was an all CGI movie. Which, there so. there was Frozen too. But again, uh, that's gonna be that's gonna be a level. Yeah. <laughs> Frozen's gonna be a level. Frozen's Frozen's gonna be. Well, yeah, I I mean, at this something. point, we should all just let that go. I mean, uh, let it go. Can't take the shit let anymore. It go. <laughs> I can't take it anymore. Danny <laughs> has an opportunity to sing, and she doesn't even. Take oh my it. gosh. God, no. Oh, no. Well, welcome we, to listen, the club. I am frozen out. I am welcome frozen to the club. Out. Yes, it's time for summer, and that brings along summer movies. And oh, um, look at that Sieg. Yeah, that, that's, uh, nice, that's, that's, that's about as good Sieg. as the one I had. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> this uh, segue. So after Avengers: <laughs> Infinity War, I'm assuming everyone saw it. Yeah. Right. No. Everyone has it. No, but oh, I really don't okay. care. Okay. <laughs> 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 Sounds like it's important. If you haven't seen it this point, you know it, it's not. It's spoiler important. alert. Yeah, spoiler. <laughs> spoiler. If I mean, I shouldn't even have to say it. It's Spoilers, like spoilers. People die. You had two months to see it. Yeah. <laughs> Um, yeah, but then you got people like me that live under a rock, so. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we, we won't spoil any, like, huge things, but I mean, I'm pretty certain that, like, you've already had a lot of stuff spoiled for you anyways. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. So, whatever. Yeah. That's why I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, uh, apparently, there's a second Spider-Man uh, yes. uh, from the Marvel franchise coming out. Yes. And, Brian, you can fill me in on that, because this is just news to me. When you discussed it in the pre-show, pre-show, and I was like... What? <laughs> yeah, okay. So um, next year, um, and it's going to be after Avengers 4 comes out, the very first movie that's going to come out after they wrap up you know, Phase 3 and they tie all those loose ends together, the first movie we're going to get going into Phase 4 is Spider-Man 2, the third instance of this, by the way, which we've had like Spider-Man 2 back in 2002, 2014, and now one in 2019. Go figure. Um, it's going to be called Far From Home, Spider-Man Far From Home, and it could mean one of two things. One, like we're either going to see him on Titan after he comes back from, you know, being a dust cloud for however long, or, um, you know, it's in reference to him being in Europe. He's going to be fighting Mysterio in Europe, which is freaking cool. Um, Man, I can't wait for Mysterio. Oh, Mysterio's gonna be so fucking. Cool. I guess it's one of my favorite um, Spider-Man villains. I mean, he's made he's made to be a movie villain because his whole thing is like visual props and effects and shit. I mean, it's how have we not gotten this point yet? Like, yeah, that's why I, I, I've been saying ever since uh, three came out. Okay, but here's the thing: no, nobody could have done Mysterio the justice that today's filmmakers. That's could true. Do. Yeah. Like, all that those visual props and effects could not have been done as well in any of these previous, like, mm-hmm. reincarnations of Spider-Man. Yeah, the technology has now. caught... The technology caught, is there for The it. technology yeah. is caught up to the point you know what? We, they could do this. I, I, mean, I completely I could, agree with her. I, sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. No, that's fine. Sorry. I, compl- I, completely, I completely agree with her on that. However, tell me that you wouldn't have loved Sam Raimi's Can't Be Take on Mysterio, though. I I, I would I like, would have I would have I would have liked that, but at the same time, there it's so easy. Some... It is so easy to mess up a, a movie, and it's so impossible to like, get like a good movie made. But just uh, the amount of things that go into it. Well, yeah, um, that, that could be why surprising. they held off on it because yeah. you know yeah. they already know that there's pretty much a cult following for certain villains, and I'm pretty sure he Mysterio one of them is pretty big. It's got a very huge cult following. Yeah. People if, people bought like that Spider-Man two game just for just for that, that to get but the, that, the that's Mysterio one of those apartment. things is like we do this, we f this up, it's done. Yeah, like the series yeah. is done. Yeah, and I mean that's kind I, of I don't and then that's how I mean that's how they're approaching pretty much every movie now, which is really yeah. it's it's. Uh, it's a lot a lot of money at stake. Well, what's exciting to me is that they teased Scorpion in the last Homecoming movie. And then Vulture's coming back as well. And we're getting Mysterio. Um, we had two Shockers also. That was weird. Um, so I'm like, I guess they're really trying to go for like a Sinister Six movie. And then we've also got that Venom movie that's not going to be incorporated, but somehow it is. Um, and I'm like, I really want to know where they're going with this because... If they're going where I think it's going to go, it's going to be a freaking awesome Spider-Man movie. Like I think the third one's finally going to be re- like Revenge of the Sinister Six or whatever. 
And uh, that would be really freaking cool to see on screen. They're really cool. <laughs> so <laughs> every time I stop to talk about it, I start grunting. Um, now, um, Aquaman. I you know what I read I read the article in Entertainment Weekly and it looks cool. Um, I'm not gonna bash it until I actually see it. All right, Danica, yeah. come on, because you're sitting over there getting giddy. Talk. You're I'm like, just really, really super excited for the new Aquaman movie and for a completely and totally different reason than I, every I single sense, one. I sense on, we girl. have a Jason Momoa head here. Yes, yes we do. Absolutely. <laughs> hey, girl. <laughs> he just said Aquaman. She started, started getting, like, like, her waving her arms, like, oh, my God. Tell us about that merman, girl. <laughs> Tell that merman. Listen, that merman is delicious. <laughs> oh, my God. He's a, he is a man with a capital M. I, I, you know, I understand why the, why the ladies go yeah. for him. He is a merman. <laughs> <laughs> Did you see that picture on? There's this picture on Reddit where uh, they, they took it on, like, I think it was like either San Diego Comic Con or one of these other conventions. And uh, <laughs> the husband, the one, insisted to be in the photo with her, his, his wife and mm-hmm. Aquaman. And he punches. And he, and he pushes him into the side yeah. like this. And the, the photo is like him, his arm wrapped around his wife's yep. and like pushing him to the Ooh, side. Ooh, it's Mr. <laughs> Steely Girl. <laughs> Honest, honestly, honestly, if I were him, I'd be like, "All right, I understand." <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, "You go for it, <laughs> go for it, girl." <laughs> Bye. <laughs> oh, um. Yeah. So anyway, um. I mean, yeah. yeah, Aquaman looks Aquaman looks interesting so far. There's just not a whole lot, but I do think I think we talked about it last episode. We're probably going to be getting a trailer for that and for another movie that we're going to be talking about too later on uh, down the road. But yeah, um, at Comic Con, we're going to be getting a trailer. So. Yeah, I'm, I'm. Yeah, I'm really excited. I'm really excited, super mm-hmm. excited for that one. Yeah. Um, now we have Ant Man the Wasp. Yeah, that's the first out. Marvel movie after Avengers: Affinity War, mm-hmm. and I'm thinking it's between. Yes, it is because it's... there's people, still people there, and there's not as much dust in the ground. <laughs> yeah. That doesn't yeah. really spoil. I mean, yeah, that does spoil a little bit. That doesn't spoil. There's that no, much. there's no planes that have like crashed in the you know San Francisco Bay or anything because like, oh god, where's yeah, the pilot? Yeah, go? if that was, <laughs> yeah, I don't know what city that was, but yeah. if that was New York, it looks perfectly fine. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah, it's it's been confirmed that this takes place after Civil War but before Infinity War, um, and you know it's going to be interesting because Janet Van Dyne comes back. She's being played by Michelle Pfeiffer, which. By the way, that's really cool. We have Michael Keaton and Cat, you know, we have Batman and Catwoman over on the Marvel side of things now. I mean, how cool is that? That's like, pretty cool. Vulture and the Wasp. Yeah. So, also from a subjective point of view on that, Michelle Pfeiffer looks fantastic. Oh yeah. Oh, phenomenal. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She she was a great Catwoman. She was yeah. the best. I think she I mean, with the, with the exception of, like, the 66 Batman series, which obviously has its hallowed ground of, of camp, of campy awesomeness. Perfect. Um, <laughs> perfect. <laughs> this this soundboard. Like, <laughs> 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 I can't. It's just one of those things where he's oh. sitting there, he's pressing his soundboard. Like, perf- say it again. Perfect. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so it was wor- it was worth the wait. Okay, so listen to our backcast show and like that. Like we 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 have an entire we have an entire we have a podcast uh, dedicated to Batman sixty six. Yeah. So obviously, awesome. obviously, Catwoman and and that one's perfect. Which one? Um, Julian Newmar or doesn't matter. Julian Newmar. Yeah. Eartha uh, Kitt or the third one. There was three Catwomen. There were three yeah. Catwomen. There were two on the show, and there was one on the. Uh, because I was watch, I was watching the Batman sixty six series for like, I mean, obviously I've seen one or two episodes, but to watch them sequentially, mm-hmm. I this was the first time seeing. So I've only seen season one because yeah. we only have season one of the podcast so far. Yep, and then so, we're working on season two as soon as possible. As soon as uh, everyone's. As soon uh, as we do Prime Directive hint. <laughs> I don't know what that is. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> so boldly go there. Um, boldly go there. Uh, to <laughs> castawaystudios.com. <laughs> um, Shameless plug. Michelle Tom. Pfeiffer is one of the best Catwomen ever. Yeah. Just because we have a, we only, there's only been one bad Catwoman. Yeah. And I'm pretty sure it was not, it wasn't her fault, but the director's. Yeah. No, it wasn't. I, yeah. How could it have been Holly Berry's fault? She was just acting in a film. You know, she like, was just doing. She was just doing her job. I mean, a lot of people end up blaming a lot of these actors. I'm like, no, it's actually the director and the writer's fault for for 
you know that is that is that is piss poor proof that like you can be an Oscar winning actress or actor. It doesn't matter how good you are. If the script is bad and the director sucks, you're gonna get shit. It's like um, a lot of people it's, giving giving bad crap to uh, you know, uh, Hendon Christensen for playing playing Anakin. He's a good actor. Yeah, he's re- he really is a good actor. But the the, the I, dialogue that he was given was not I the best. Sand. It was it, terrible. It's it was coarse it was and really, it gets really everywhere. Bad. But, the I mean, best, the be- actually the best moment from from the prequels, and I don't mind you jumping into Star Wars here real quick. But the best moment from Star Wars. from from the uh, episode three, I think, is when they're both sitting there staring into the sunset, and there's just like this creepy kind of like oh yeah ah, music, like you know, like it's almost it feels like Eastern, like um like Indian slash yeah. you know you got, you got almost Middle Eastern type type of stuff. I believe like that's it, actually called Padme's Ruminations. Padme's uh, Rumination scene, yes. And I know that because yes. I played Battlefront there was, there was 2. Z- there was zero and, yeah. there was zero dialogue. It was all emotional and you could feel what was on screen. Here's what that's not a single line yeah. of dialogue there to mind you. So it was, so it, it really was is a test and that um here was my takeaway script script makes Here was my sometimes. takeaway from that scene because like what it it was so interesting to me because like you have if you know the context of Star Wars and you know where that universe is headed, you know that the war is coming, you know that you know there's going to be the rebellion, you know that the empire's going to rise and all this shit's going to happen. And here we are at like the peak of the Republic in episode three. You have these two star-crossed lovers. You know, they have children on the way and they have to hide this. And there's all this shit going on in the background. And like, there's this weird kind of just tense feeling in the air where it's like, everything's fine now, but it's not. And like, there's just that connection between them that you can just kind of feel. And it's kind of in the air and it's almost magical in a weird sort of way. And, um, I don't know. Like, I just get the sense of dread. Well, you have to think, too, that we went into the prequels knowing what was going to happen. We went into the prequels knowing how things were going to turn out. So we have that existential feeling of dread because we're, like, looking at this and we're like, hey, this looks great right now and everything's beautiful and perfect. Mm Mm-hmm. But a couple movies from now, yeah. <laughs> things okay. are gonna go down. It's gonna, it's gonna turn into a fucking shit show. Obi One from the future already gave us our cliff notes, so yeah. So you know, it's uh, so yeah. Anyway, acting uh, acting is subject to dialogue and just writing and directing, and it's not necessarily people's fault. So I, so I, Halle I, Berry, you are you are yeah. you you're forgiven, but Michelle Pfeiffer is the best Catwoman. Yes, and I, I just I wanted more Jar Jar. <laughs> of course, you'd be the one to want once more Jar. No, no, no. That yeah, that was a, that was my Lucas impersonation, man. Um, just now the, just like I, I feel Ant- like Episode Two just didn't have enough. Ant Man the Wasp. Oh, we're, we're just gonna <laughs> we're gonna switch gears here to Ant Man the Wasp. Yeah. Okay. How do we think um this it's gonna go down? Um, where do you where I'm do you think timber. where do you think this fits in in the timeline? How how far away from from Avengers two, or the Spider Man Homecoming, and how how are, are in uh, Ant Man, and how far away from Avengers Infinity War? That was a lot of words, but I know what you were talking about. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I think I got lost <laughs> in your eyes. Now, um, I uh, All right. <laughs> the um, thank you, Peter Frampton. Um, yeah, uh, no problem. I feel like um, I I feel like this is gonna take place like. Again, because I, I I I read shit on this, so like I know I I know it's been confirmed that it's taking place after Civil War, like Captain America: Civil War, um, and I feel like it is gonna lead up right to the the snap. It's gonna lead right up to like they're either gonna get their story done or like they're gonna leap to whatever and like oh yeah everything's fine and happy and here's my family. Oh my God, what's happening? Like you know, and then that's gonna lead into Ant Man because Ant Man's gonna be in Avengers Four. Yes. They've confirmed that. So there's got to be some kind of impetus for, you know, Ant-Man to be like, um, guys, what the hell's going on? You know, and how weird is that that, like, the one person that he could talk to is going to be off? No, that's right, because he was teaming up with Captain America. So maybe he has a line to Wakanda, and he could be like, uh, Cap, bro, what the shit is going on? And that's how he gets into Avengers 4. Cool. So... Uh, what do we think the end credits are going to be? And then we'll, we'll switch switch gears to, yeah, 
to Bo, I guess. I don't know. You don't? Do you know? Are no you idea. Predict? I don't know. I, I, I'm lost in that universe. Yes, I follow a little bit, but I've gotten so lost in storyline between that and some other stuff that I follow that I, I, I can't keep up with everything. Yeah. <laughs> I'm very simple-minded. <laughs> There's too much stuff going on. Yeah. He's This guy's got a glove, and people are dying. Yeah. Yeah, that's about all I know. <laughs> <laughs> this guy's got he's bedazzled, he bedazzled he got uh, some of these jewels from Claire's and uh yep oh god we went the real cheap route I didn't know we went that far <laughs> but it's perfectly balanced as all things should be um so yeah I, I'm looking forward to that movie A-OK yeah. there um anything else we're looking forward to in summer movies or summer uh, it could be anything I mean I you know I Doesn't saw this I saw this trailer for this um, movie starring Steve Carell I can't remember what the hell it is yeah where he's uh it's like um it should be called Tinker Tailor Soldier Spy but it's not but it, but it, it <laughs> yeah <laughs> but I know I know which movie movie you're talking yeah, about it was, where, it's where some it, movie about I can't I think it's about a it, it's based a war on a real vet story. who 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 uses who lives his PSD, PTSD through uh his uh, toy soldiers yes. And uh, I can't remember what the name of it is, but it looked interesting. And I, it might be a Coen Brothers movie. I'm not certain, but that's definitely an interesting take on it. It yeah. looks I mean, very, ha- having, very artsy. Ha- having, very a, having PTSD myself, it, it's definitely a, a very, very interesting take on it. I mean, that, that's definitely Sorry. not something you would think of with yeah. a coping mechanism. But uh, yeah, but that that's basically what I guess is based on a true. A lot of these stuff that's like they'll base it on a true story. Like, I, I, it had to be because. But usually most of the stuff is loosely of. based. <laughs> I, I don't know. This one might be a little more in depth. Yeah. Because yeah, that that seems very very specific and to the point. Because I, I don't know. I'm I'm baffled by that. I got to look into that. Yeah. I, I think I might actually have Steve Carell and uh, it looks very. Um, Whimsical. It, yeah, it looks it looks very art house. I was gonna ask about that because like it, it's it's really difficult to imagine somebody like Steve Carell in anything that's gonna be like too serious. <laughs> it's called it's called Welcome <laughs> to Marwin. Because you're still in the back of your head, you're still Welcome thinking of what? him from um, Bruce Almighty on the desk. Yeah. Yeah. Same. It's called Welcome to Marwin, and yeah, it's about. Let me see. I mean, I I. I like wrapped it up like that because that's when I, you know, saw from the trailer. But if you find, if you can find a synopsis online, to probably One more, second. not synopsis, but you know, what I mean, like, well, yeah, just like, like a, a general, a, like, what's the deal with this movie? Uh, let's see here. So I went to Google, and it says here, when a devastating attack shatters Mark Hogan Camp, played by Steve Carell, and wipes away all memories, no one expected recovery. Putting together pieces from his old and new life. Mark meticulously creates a wondrous town where he can heal and be heroic. As he builds an astonishing art installation, a testament to the most powerful woman he knows, uh, through his fantasy world, he draws strength to triumph in the real one. Um, let's see here. Blah, blah, blah. Okay, so, yeah, apparently he's um, dealing with a lot of stress and a lot of PS- PTSD stuff. And it's actually direct. Ooh. Who's it directed by? Robert Zemeckis. What? Interesting. Okay. Interesting. Okay. I'm in. Uh, it stars Steve Carell, Leslie Mann, Diane Kruger, and uh, Gwendolyn Christie. Ooh. Yeah. Hmm. That should be interesting. And it comes out, it doesn't come out in the summer. It comes out December 21st, Gwendolyn 2018. Christie. I'll go figure. <laughs> I'm a huge Gwendolyn Christie fan. <laughs> you're a fan of a lot of people. I'm a fan of a lot of people. With Mostly this. Game of Thrones cast members. <laughs> yeah, but you're not my fan. <laughs> I can't be your fan. Exactly. Impartial. Oh, man. Yeah. How funny is that, by the way? <laughs> what? Well, I mean, like, you know, are we letting Kay Fabian in the room? Nah. No? Nah. Nah. Okay. Nah. Nah. Cool. Uh, <laughs> over, over my head. Yes, it is. <laughs> we're we're going to keep it at about where it's at. Yeah. I think it's about all everybody needs to know. If they, don't, if they don't already know from being out there, they don't need to know. Exactly. Well, I mean, just realistically, just the fact that you're a wrestler and I'm a referee and I'm supposed to be like... Oh, yeah, you're supposed to call it down the middle anyway, but you're sassy. Yeah. I am a sassy referee, but I, I still can't be biased towards you. I mean, I know, like, I know, we could talk about that for a second if you want to, like, uh, just being a sassy referee. Like, yeah, I'm pretty sure there's some people out there who might be interested with that. Uh, <laughs> what all, what, what, what entails a sassy referee? Yes. Okay, so the thing, about, the thing about it is obviously the wrestling industry is like 90 10 male dominated. No. 
That that's no. that's a shocking. What yo. I know, crazy. Shut, that should, that, shut the front right? door. You hey, won't careful, believe this stat <laughs> from from okay. uh, from professional <laughs> wrestling. It's like clickbait, and you get there, and it's like it's ninety percent men. No shit. <laughs> like, I mean, that's an unfortunate downside. A lot of the wrestling business is very cut and dry. You already know the I, answer, but you gotta ask. the I question. can name off the yeah. top of my head that I personally know myself five female referees and that includes me <laughs> so four others there's also granny i wasn't can we count- not talk I, about I granny I, okay I, I wasn't counting that fair enough the, the world is not ready for that yet no <laughs> no gangster granny needs to stay yeah um so i've kind of built myself up as being this kind of like big billy badass kind of referee because i have to because most in general, people don't take a female referee very seriously. Well, you also got to put out there too the fact that you're not built like a typical female. It, 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 in yeah, the business it, it, would it be also built. does help. Most women in the wrestling industry, you know, five foot two to five foot six, maybe five hundred at the top. Yeah, hundred to hundred and thirty pounds. Like they're maybe very tiny little petite yeah. women. Small and compact like MP3. Got yes, it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> And then you have her. And then you have me. Six foot. <laughs> yeah. And I'm bigger than most of the guys that ref that, you know, wrestle with us. So it's very easy for me to get like this like sassy attitude and like I'll push them around and I'll get in their faces and I'll yell at them and I'll get nasty and I'll give them attitude because I can. And because I think you but should also because, because I need to be taken seriously. You need to be taken seriously and also you can't I mean, as a referee, you can't let people walk all walk all over you. And to be, I think, I think you're probably the appropriate, uh, you know, size and stature for a female referee. And it should be the standard, but it's not. Yeah, unfortunately. Uh, from, from, you know, what you guys tell me. Yeah. Yeah, because pretty much the other thing is, too, you lose the referee in a match, the match is done. There, there's no more energy or draw to it. Just There's no way to end it. You've pretty much thrown the rules out the window, got rid of the ref. Yeah. How's this supposed to end now? I guess we're going to have to fight back to the locker room. Essentially, there's no wrestling industry without referees. You don't, you, you know, you don't have wrestling without a ref. Now, that, that doesn't, doesn't mean that there isn't these weird, okay, this is going to be a, a, a unsanctioned street fight, no referee. You've got 15 minutes to beat the piss out of each other. It, it happens. <laughs> it happens. Yeah, Th- really, those really are draws. Leagues, yeah. Well, no, the WWF did that. Yes, I said WWF for a reason because it was. Back in the late 80s. Fighting pandas. What about the World Wildlife Foundation, man? Uh, <laughs> anyway. What about it? It was the World Wrestling Federation. I still get pissed off when I see those I, commercials. I, I do. I, I do, t-shirt. too. I want yeah. the t-shirt, though. Yeah. Yes. The like the panda, the, the, panda the panda with a chair. There's a panda with a chair. Yes. I love it. It yeah. says WWF, and it has two pandas, and one of the pandas holding a chair and is fixing to hit the other one. Yeah. Why can't we just join shirt? forces? <laughs> anyway, th- th- there was quite a few of them back then where a street fight meant no referee. You had 15 minutes to beat the crap out of each other, and then everybody emptied the locker room and got you out of there. Yeah. That was a, that was what they considered a street fight Yeah, back but that's then. not really, you know, a thing that happens because, yeah. you know, I think uh, athletic commissions and safety standards and... I oh, think, yeah. I think we've my, a lot safer. I think my favorite street fight that was ever on, like, WCW or WWF was I think it was like right as the NWO had started and they were just tearing ass and it was like that outdoor show. So like they're in the back with all the trailers and like Rey Mysterio gets thrown into the trailer and shit. Oh, was that a uh, hog wild? I think, I think it was. It up at uh, Sturges. Mm-hmm. Oh my god! Like that shit. Like I was like, man, are, did they really I love just that name, those pay per view names from the nineties are ridiculous? Hog wild. Hog wild. Hog wild. Oh okay, my favorite set, as ridiculous as it is, like one of my favorite just crazy sets has got to be Halloween Havoc. Oh yeah, because it's like <laughs> yes, it's like hey look, none. here's a gravestone and tombstones and a giant pumpkin. <laughs> you know, like <laughs> hey, it's definitely better than the old SmackDown fist. Okay, get ready, Charlie Brown. Yeah, I like the SmackDown fist. I thought it was kind of cool. I, I mean, I, I, I like the... Uh, Thursday Night Smackdown was like an appointment television back in the day for me. Yes, it was. Yeah, but are, are you going to go Fist or are you going to go the original? I, I like the original a little better. Yeah. And you, funny enough, when the original set was hap- happening, I was actually back in uh, Texas, and I wasn't able to get tickets to that. I wasn't able to get tickets to uh, a Smackdown show, and it was it turned out to be okay because turns out that there was they had to evacuate and they had to reshoot because there was a tornado warning. 
Oh God! <laughs> so imagine I can only imagine like being be, like being in the industry back in the day, getting ready for a show, and all of a sudden everybody's like, "Y'all gotta take shelter. There's a tornado coming." <laughs> I go figure. <laughs> Am I getting hazard pay for that? <laughs> Was Hazard Pay a thing back then? I don't know. <laughs> it was. I, it, may, it might have been. How far back then was this? <laughs> like 99, 2000? Oh. Yeah, 99, 99, I think, was when the first SmackDown aired. Yeah. Oh, my God. So, I don't remember any of that. So that was fun. That was a good I've, time. I've never been to SmackDown. I've been to Raw, I've been to Nitro, and I've been to the Royal Rumble, but I've never been to SmackDown. I've never seen wrestling live. Yeah. I've only saw it on TV. Yep. Yeah. I feel kind of I get sad. to live it every week, so Damn. that's awesome. <laughs> Actually, the very first like live event that I ever went to was WrestleMania 28. Was it 28? Yeah, it was 28. Yeah. WrestleMania 28 was the very first live wrestling event that I ever went to in my entire life, and I was not a wrestling fan. No, what now? But you I became walk- a wrestling fan. Yeah, that I was. I was about to say like you walked in not a wrestling fan, but you walked out yeah. a wrestling fan. Oh, absolutely. That I hear. Was- I hear a lot of that with. Well, just you know, yeah. sports in general. And the thing that made me a wrestling fan, the 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 really screwed up part about it is the thing that made me a wrestling fan was from WrestleMania 28, Triple H versus The Undertaker, Hell in a Cell oh with special god. guest referee Shawn Michaels. Oh my god! That was my first live wrestling event yeah. ever. So I didn't even watch wrestling that much, and I'm jealous. Like I know who <laughs> all those people are because <laughs> they're like mega big names. Um, I remember I went to the Royal Rumble in 97 at the Alamo Dome, you know, same place that I saw like tons and tons of San Antonio Spurs games. And, um, it, I was so new to it that I was like, I was looking at my friend, like, why are they, cla- why are they like chin to three? Like, I didn't know what the three count was. Like, that's how fresh I was to the, to the whole thing. You were green. I was so young, dude. I was like, I was like. I was like, I don't know why they're ch- like, wait, okay, so they're out of the ropes now and they're counting to ten, but I thought they were counting to three, <laughs> you know, and like, yeah, like once, that's how- once you start getting into the actual rules, then you yeah. sh- that's when you find out how true of a fan you're gonna be. Yeah, if you can learn those rules and understand without anybody those actually, rules, yeah, without being told what well, else goes on, as you now know from being up there at training. Oh, yeah. Well, keep that in mind that then, like, the main event was the Royal Rumble. And I was like, oh, wait, so nobody's counting anything now, and they're just throwing them out? Yeah, like, no, wait, now you watch could... for the Big Ten to pop up, and everybody counts down to zero, I'm like, and I'm the so confused. Like, what's happening? Why are all these numbers? <laughs> so so um, I eventually got it, obviously, but... I mean, back in, like, ni- <laughs> I was, like, back in 1996 or what, when... It, when SmackDown was at its peak. Thursday Night SmackDown was at it was its... Like 99, it was like 99-2000. It was like 99-2000 when I used to watch it when I was in like middle school. On I, UPN. On yes. UPN, of yes. all places. Home of, home of well, Brandy that, and Moesha. I mean, and I didn't watch those shows. But. And the Steve Harvey show. <laughs> well, yeah. Obviously. Oh, no, no, no. no. Have, Martin. I think it was... was my it? in. My in. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> anyway. That was my, that was my jam. Uh, <laughs> Sorry. We're during the peak, during the peak of that. <laughs> Holy... What? Yeah. Oh, wow. I've completely forgot. You don't know what UPN is. Nope. Oh, my God. Oh, it, it's, uh, it, it was a, it was a local broadcasting uh, what year network. Was, like, what year was this? Oh, 99, 2000. It was 99. I was seven. <laughs> I don't know what UPN Anyway, back in the day, I used to watch wrestling. Yeah, but UPN uh, <laughs> used to also air the Animaniacs. I officially feel old now. It was a man who was named after a rock. <laughs> that's what that's exactly. <laughs> <laughs> and there is a man that I'm going to see soon called The Undertaker. <laughs> oh, yes. <laughs> oh, yes. And the Paul Bearer was still alive then, too. So. Listen, I remember Paul Bearer. <laughs> I know you remember Paul Bearer. But wait, yeah, when The Rock was popular, and I remember screaming at the TV just because he, I don't know, I don't know if it was just one of those, that, that year, and he was just, he used that was so much of turning the, heel. He was turning heel, and he, uh, what does that mean? means bad guy. Bad guy. Bad guy. You have heel and you have face. Face, good guy, heel, bad guy, and then you got in, uh, tweener. But he was, oh, he was losing. Jim Cornette's going to hate this He was losing like 80% of the battle <laughs> and then coming back like the other 20%, but it yeah. was like in the middle, it like drove you nuts. Like you're like, get up, get up, get the fuck up. <laughs> just like just oh, yelling no, at the TV. He, that was when he was still the face of the company. So yeah. he, he would spend like the first 10 minutes 
making it look like he's just gonna walk in and leave. Yeah. And then once it gets turned around, which is what I love, because yeah, I'm generically a bad guy. But, uh, <laughs> dirty anyway, sh- the dirty shirt. Yeah, we're not gonna bring the dirty shirt up in on here. Yeah. I know. I know the world's oh, no. ready for it. The world wants oh, it. Oh no, he but just brought up the dirty hey, shirt. Did, no, no, no. no. We'll, we'll, we'll double back to it. We'll double okay, back. Yeah, to we're, it. we're 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 on the, we're on one path. But then whoever he's facing gets up on him. That's. You know his heat. He's got to be the bad guy. He's got to be dirty. He's got to be nasty. And if we're screaming at the so TV, turning heel would be like uh, D like uh, DM, DM. The, the best example of turning heel, bar none. Hulk Hogan, all the way up through the mid '90s, was the guy. He was the face. Everybody loved him. He was the all American hero. He was everybody's turn to. He if it was a big match, he was winning. Everybody knew it. Then all of a sudden, '95, '96. Got Scott Hall and Kevin Nash talking about how they got this third man for their whatever it's supposed to be that they're forming because they really didn't come out with a name yet. And then everybody's like, oh, Hogan's coming out to save Savage, which was what everybody thought because that's what the face did. And then he turns on him. Instant heat. Heel turn. It was a good heel turn. Like everybody just hated him after that. Yep. It was was immediate. There was no wait. What just happened? Boo! Shawn Michaels when he turned Immediate. on his tag partner. Yep. Yeah, when Shawn Michaels turned on, on Marty Jannetty. Yeah. That was at um that was in That was early nineties. But that was barbershop. Early nineties uh, on the barbershop barber with Brutus yep. the Barber Beefcake. Yep. Now, why did you have to bring up the dirty shirt? I don't know. I, I love just, the dirty shirt. <laughs> I don't know, man. It was just All right, I'll paint a what, picture what, real what quick. What is dirty shirt? I'm gonna paint a picture real Wouldn't quick. Wouldn't you like to know, sir? What <laughs> I, I would. Of what my gimmick is, and I'll show you guys a, a picture here in a minute because I have a picture of it. But for those visual at home, po- audio podcast, by the way, drink, for those at drink. home, I'm going to try and explain this as best I can. Yes, I talked about being a mechanic on the last episode. Well, it also translates over to the ring. I have the dark blue Dicky style work pants. I've got the but the blue dark blue button up shirt. But what's one thing you think of when you think about a mechanic? They're either very clean or what? Very dirty. Very dirty. I fight dirty, so guess what? I have a wife beater that is just as grimy as you can imagine. The hence the dirty shirt. Yes. Yes. And dirty white shirt. and white shows dirt especially well. Yes. Hmm. It, it's actually it's the it, shirt's really disgusting. It looking. is instant. It's and, clean. Yeah, it is as clean. So as basically, you can get. it has like a like I don't know if you play GTA Five. Has like a Trevor level of cleanliness. Yes. Yeah. Very like, <laughs> okay. Not All right, Brian. Brian got it. <laughs> um, well, actually, even on current WWE, uh, Dean Ambrose, his shirt's kind of sweat stained. I got the sweat stains, but I've got like grease, oil, just God knows what else has really stained that thing. I'm not going to try and think on it too hard, but that's just the way it is. And just it was instant. Everybody drew to it. It drew attention. Now I get a lot of clean your shirt. Did you eat your Tide Pods? It, that one's great. my. That one is my favorite, by the way. That one is my favorite every single time. I know. You're supposed to use the Tide Pods to wash your clothes, not eat them. And typically my go-to for that is, Sorry. yeah, well, then what were you doing in my closet? <laughs> oh, my God. The hilarious. Best part, and the best part is, I think the person who started the Tide Pod thing was a sixteen was a sixteen year old fan, like a really young fan. Yeah, it's a really young fan that ironically takes one the to know. Target right? generation that's actually doing the challenge is now assaulting somebody that's well past the challenge <laughs> with. Yes, dirty shirt. <laughs> oh my gosh! Um, it's at the point now where if I'm out of the ring and they recognize me, it's instant. Hey, dirty shirt. That's not my name. <laughs> Uh, I mean, it's. It, I could say that uh, non-cleanliness is a a uh, you know a, a uh, image, a uh, a brand, if you will. So I, I I could see I could see you go with that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's not Bastion Booger. Like like level, the pig pen, <laughs> the pig pen of. Uh, Sorry, Danica. <laughs> pig pen like a peanuts, you know. Yeah. But but actually more I, personality. There's actually a uh, there's actually a subculture of like punk music, like it's called a uh, grime punk. Or like you just get like you just get really fucking like nasty and grody and shit. And it's like ugh, I don't know. The CDs won't even play and 
What CDs? He just opened up the CD tape. tray and it's just shards. <laughs> and you're like, what is like it's so it's metal? Just a, it's just a mound of dirt. And you're just like, what the fuck? <laughs> and then you like reverse side. Are you oh, sure they're not still is. trying to use the 8-track? <laughs> 8-track. Oh my God, 8-track. <laughs> yeah, I went How there. old are you? <laughs> I'll put it out there. I'm 31. Yeah. Uh, thir- I'm t- 32. I'm turning 31 next month. Oh, I'm, 20, I'm 32. I'm 26. Oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> so young. Yeah, but she's not a baby. So old. <laughs> how, wow. in- how interesting is that, by the way? Like, just um, d- just as a side note, like, because I've known people who are, like, 25, 26, and, like, they're, I, like it's, it's, it's so weird in your 20s because it doesn't matter exactly what age you are. But there could be, like, a 21-year-old that, like, just really has their shit together. And then there could be a 29-year-old that just, like, what the fuck are you doing? Like, you know, it's so weird in your 20s. Just, like, the amount of, like, how different people are in their stages of, like, getting where they're going in life. Yeah. I don't know. It's just, it's always interested me. It's kind of like the 20 through 29s where you're really getting the feel out yeah. for the things that you were taught and you're learning at a really rapid pace now. Oh, mm-hmm. wait, I don't know what that is. Wait, what's that? Wait, I was supposed to do that a week ago? Right. Why didn't anybody tell me about this? Why didn't somebody else do this? You know, like, it's a I, I big, tell you, rough I think the learning The hardest curve. part, honestly, the hardest part of being in your 20s is that stark realization you're now expected to do everything. I gotta yeah. pay my bills. I gotta make my doctor's appointments. Yep. I gotta remember yep. to wash my socks. I gotta buy my own it's cold, socks. It's cold it's, living. It's and uh, it's, kinda, it's cold living. It's the steep learning curve. They don't prepare you for this. this no, no. Learning. And then like I think I think like like I don't know if we like dive into uh, like just education here real quick, but I think they should start teaching that. Yes. Yeah. All the kids like, hey, uh, yeah. This is all how this, you budget. See, oh, now, this is all how this effort they this have is, thrown into putting common what's core a, what's math. What's a what's a 401k? What do you what, why do you need it? Now, we could have a great little discussion here real quick cuz three of us are right at the same age and then you got her. Yes. Yeah, there's no real gener- generation gap in between us. No. But yeah. there should be based on education because I don't know about you two. I kind of remember being offered budgeting courses. I remember being offered Home economics stuff. I, I do too, actually. I we did home economics, but you just you know kind of made like a like a quiche and um. Yeah, I'm not saying it was anything. I took home ec in middle school, I and let me tell you, I learned how to take care of an egg baby, and that egg was my oh yeah yeah egg baby. Did you have did you have like a, you, had, you had like a partner and you both watched over no, it? No, we no. had to do it by ourselves. Oh my god, we had to hollow the egg out <laughs> and it had to survive. They're, and then they're caning you to be a single mother. Yes. Did, did you uh, did you go attend uh, school in the inner city, ma'am? <laughs> no. Uh, oddly enough, actually, I was going to school up here. Uh, all right, so we're in Frederick. So, so we're no, 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 no. So we're, we're taking Mount the Airy. we're taking the egg away from you to just you know get you accustomed to <laughs> no, loss. But here's the screwed up part about it because it's gonna walk away from you like everything else in your life. Here's the screwed up part about this course. <laughs> At the end of the course, we had to have devised a like car seat for it. We we had to take a bowl and we had to make like a safe like a like a safety like seat for it and they threw it down the stairs. They threw it down the stairs they, to see if the baby survived. Me. They hand you. They yes. Hand you. <laughs> <laughs> oh they my god. They threw it down the stairs to see if the baby survived. <laughs> you don't throw a baby down the stairs and be like, oh, is it okay? I'm like, oh, I can't like, tell. We had faces. We like we painted faces and clothes on the things and gave them names, and then they took our babies oh. and threw them down the stairwell. <laughs> so I want you to think about my oh. economics experience God. for a minute, guys. <laughs> I I I am I'm, I'm I'm thinking about it and uh, I'm, I'm I'm hungry for breakfast. I think. Uh, and um, <laughs> they would, hand you a single slice of craft singles and eat. saying, "Here's your government yeah. cheese." <laughs> See, now, I find that a little weird because I remember in high school uh, there was an actual parenting class and they had the 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 robotic babies. I don't know if you guys did, dealt with them or not. Robotic I, babies. I didn't yeah. have one of those. Creepy. They have a special key that is assigned to them that only you can hold on to. Where, where, where's the key go? You just 
<laughs> You're supposed to scan it over their body somewhere. Okay, I didn't take God. the class. <laughs> I did not take the class. The girl right, I was dating at the time <laughs> took the class, <laughs> and my sister <laughs> took the class. She's like, how do you take their temperature? <laughs> By the but mouth. It, it, oh, was, okay. it was basic. Th- Actually, that's not how you check a baby's temperature, but anyway. <laughs> <laughs> See, I told you about that last <laughs> week, and <laughs> now you <laughs> did it. <laughs> All right. All right, guys. We're going to take a uh, quick commercial break while, while Brian fixes... Uh, well, he's 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 gonna attempt, attempt to. Is, well, he's a attempting thing. I this is all your around. fault, Sean. I'm trying to. I, I, all right, all right. We'll, we'll be we'll be we'll be right back. We'll be right, right back, back, everybody. Hello, I'm Ronald Reagan, and boldly going nowhere is brought to you by Castwave Studios Amazon page. You know, you can save up to fifty percent on your favorite music, movies, and more by going to Castwave Studios at Amazon. Help this show and save money at the same time. And fight the commies by bookmarking and clicking through today at castwavestudios.com slash Amazon. Reagan smash. Yeah. Okay. And we're back. Oh, my God. Wow, that was um, like. <laughs> That was, uh, I didn't think I had to go to, like on an emergency <laughs> commercial break 45 minutes in. <laughs> you know what, though? It was worth it. It was. It was. You got to hear, hear, yep. Co- hear Colin talk about the <laughs> commies. Going, uh, the commies. Reagan and he smash. Reagan smash. Mm. <laughs> uh, mm, Reaganomics. Mr. Gorbachev, please uh. send over the cake. Mr. <laughs> Mr. Gorbachev, <laughs> pass that bong. <laughs> I can't watch an egg kid. <laughs> uh, Press play on Netflix. It wonders if I'm still in the room. <laughs> Mr. Oh Gorbachev, <laughs> Mr. Gorbachev, I'm still watching. <laughs> I'm still watching Orange is the New Black. Uh, okay. Uh, uh, Mr. Gorbachev, okay. take down that cue. <laughs> All right. Uh, okay. That, all right. That's the Where episode work. title. <laughs> Mr. Gorbachev, roll that blunt. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm still going to take down that cue. <laughs> it's that good, good. Oh, the good, good. Good, good. Which one of you kept saying that the other night? While it we was Tremor. Yeah, it was Tremor. Oh, oh. well, I said it too because like we were walking down Hagerstown. Yeah, but Tremor playing. said it first. Yeah. Well, I mean, I'm, I'm. It's something I call. I call. I call the marijuana's the uh, good, good. You know? Oh my oh, god! Oh man, someone's smoking that oh. good, good. <laughs> puff, puff, pass. Somebody was. How weird is it that weed? Like you can you can get a medical marijuana card, and there's shops in Maryland right now. Yes, there's actually one not too far from Frederick here over yeah, in Urbana. Cool we're, we're moving on up. Moving on yep, up? yes we are. And I'm like, it's like, cool, I don't have to go to Colorado for this anymore. Yay. Well, I mean, except for the fact that have you looked into how expensive it is? Yeah, but, oh. you know. Yeah, but that's my. where they're coming up with these insurance, you know, bylaws and finding ways to get insurance to cover Oh, my things. God, Blue Cross uh, Blue Shield? On the- <laughs> <laughs> oh, trust me. Oh, it's going to be a $20 copay. How much are you going to You're it's getting it's, an ounce. It's going to oh be, oh, my God. <laughs> It's gonna be it's gonna be like green cross green shield, but like I'm just, telling you right now, when they do that, shield, if they that. do a twenty dollar copay, somebody needs to be over the camera because you're gonna get a lot of this. Uh, <laughs> oh, what? Yeah. <laughs> right now, yeah. <laughs> yes. Uh. <laughs> oh, wow, yeah, Mr. <laughs> all right, all right. No, uh, Brian's no. being muted now. No. And uh, well, thank you for. And on that note, um, thank you for tuning to Boldly Going Nowhere. Uh, you know, it's a podcast to listen to over the years. Uh, you can always uh, go to our Amazon page at uh, castawaystudios.com/slash/amazon for all of your shopping needs. Also, uh, tune into some of our other podcasts that we mentioned here tonight: um, Prime Directive, Backcast sixty six. Catch up on those through our shows tab on castwaystudios.com. Um, do you guys have anything you want to plug? Yeah, I'll, pl- I'll, plug mine. Panicking. I'll plug mine again real quick. You can look me up on Facebook. It's Bo Ross, B-O-R-O-S-S. All right, Bo Ross. No relation to Jim Ross. No, no relation, relation to, to Jim, Jim Ross, Ross or Bob Ross. Yep. Or Bob Ross. And it's special. Um, any, <laughs> the, the joy of Baca. <laughs> <laughs> 
And I am the Sassy Referee, Danica. You can join us and come see, check out what we do at the House of Pain in Hagerstown, Maryland. Awesome. Yep. House of Pain. House of Pain. We'll be doing it tomorrow. I'll be doing it tomorrow, apparently. Every Thursday night. Ryan, where can we find you on the World Wide Web? You can find me on Twitter at bmassey1987. You can also find me on Facebook at the Batcast66 page. Um, We're... I guess we're going to try and do that sometime this summer. We've been, okay, to give you a little inside baseball, we've been working on the studio. So we've had some shows that we haven't been doing, and we promise we're going to get back to them, but we're hoping and, that's going to happen as in, soon. As in the, the post I mentioned earlier on episode 19, we did our computer, my computer, it's my computer that I use for the studio to record these podcasts, has failed. I'm recording off of my MacBook, which is usually my web browser when we come to all, to all this uh, decent stuff. So, um, if you can, please find something like in like help Castway Studios at the Castway Studios page and yeah. see what you can do. Uh, and then we'll be, you know, any everything's appreciated. You know, join our Patreon. Yep. And so forth. There you go. Uh, Patreon.com slash Castway Studios. Uh, and Brian, uh, B. Massey, 1980. B. Massey, 1987. Seven. That's right. Um, and uh, for Sean Holmes. Danica and Brian. Brian. Yeah, <laughs> that was weird. Let's try <laughs> that what, what was what was your name? Let's let's let's, 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 uh, wait, let's hold on. Let's try uh, that wait, one more time. Wait, 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 let's wait, try wait, that one wait, more wait, time. Wait, 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 let me flush that down. Excuse me. Yeah. Oh God, it's floating. Oh. God, oh. no. The smell. No. The smell. Yeah. I am not a nugget, <laughs> Mr. Gorbachev. <laughs> I am not a nugget. <laughs> What is a nugget? <laughs> what is a nugget? I miss Owen Hart. Um, <laughs> rest in peace, brother. Rest in peace. All right. Well, you've uh, wasted another perfectly good hour with Boldly going nowhere. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, so for Brian Massey, Danica, and Bo Ross. And I'm Sean Holmes, and you've been listening to Boldly Going Nowhere. It's not an intro. It's not cilantro. It is an Outro. outro. Boldly Going Nowhere is a Castwave Studios production. For other shows and more, visit castwavestudios.com. Wow, that sounded great.